you this morning. We bring our hearts under you fresh. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
prafa teteni akrata makrio lakani akranta labosta akriakalo somalia pra akriala katalia akriala mokatalia afamasi krailio sopra hantelita makakalio pra makatalia pra makatalia makoso prata limata vreta mios to raise aliasta pranta katom famad kotomi a mind to raise ala makamind to raise alikro anta mind to raise a friend to me me o me i mind to me is kamios to famios de mania mine ela kranto lufante malio soprata leganashta keketo velito pani alipro ateliga ela granto to sobra ataza ekatio sopra ate el grosso prata nisalita nita nita ni etemios to vantu makia to to raise to glory across to raise to glory to raise to glory ele praste gatavia tosa falia pronteli eli creaso so 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 soul to raise to men to glory many many to raise to glory for li prahashta alekra oso pranta legato for i am the son that brings many to glory i am that son i am that great son the great adonai the great adonai that brings many to glory for this is my calling this is my calling for to bring many 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 sons to glory for to bring many sons to glory for to bring many many to glory just as i i was glorified i have been glorified so i have the authority i have the power i have the authority and i have been given power to bring many to bring many to glory for it is the time of raising many to glory it is the time it is the time it is the time of raising many 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 to glory that many would look like me many will be conformed even into my image for as you so said tilapre osekati vrekatosa for this is my way it is my way this is my way that i will write you to glory i would write upon your heart and you will become glorious for if you are not completely written on glory will not rest for as i write you i am raising you i have come to write you to write you up to write you up mesokalie fretalio posega makatosa le prekeshatenia felice pratete it is the preparation for glory for there is a great preparation and i'm preparing you for glory kelose pratelise keketo felice prate even the eyes the eyes of him who was able to take the book and to open the seal i've come to give you those eyes those eyes and as you gain and inherit the eyes you will come into the inheritance of the horn you will come into the inheritance of the horn afolosepra for i am a son i am raised a son and because i am a son i would raise many many sons to glory for this prosega i've come to write i've come to write i bring ability for to write i bring ability for to write i bring ability for to write upon heart for to write upon heart i bring authority for to unscrest for to erase writings and to rewrite and to write upon fresh tablets fresh scrolls of the heart i bring ability i bring grace i bring strength and i bring wisdom i bring wisdom of the throne and i bring you authority for to write upon the hearts of my children 
that they may come up to glory, says the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Receive your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Good morning to you. Please greet someone. Say, I'm happy to see you. And I'm, I'm glad to be here this morning. Just share God's love with them. Share a smile. Share something. <laughs> Praise God. We have our mommy in the house this morning. Brian's um, mom. <laughs> Good morning, Ma. Praise God. Uh, thank you. Good to have you back again. We are, we are fighting with Nigeria for you, so I think we are beginning to win the, the battle. Uh, it's always good to have you around. Thank you um, for thank you for loving us, mommy. Thank you for loving us um, for your support and um, for loving myself personally and my family. I want to say we, we don't take you for granted. We honor you and we, we thank you. She's an awesome woman of God, wonderful woman of God. Um, one of the lights in this generation. Um, she's a light in, in darkness, that's the way I see her. And she has the, she's an example um, of how to be a light um, in darkness. Mommy, we thank you. and. Um, um, thank you for, I know you pray for us, and uh, thank you for that. Um, we pray the Lord will continue to strengthen you, and Amen. will continue to keep you for us. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Uh, our greetings to Daddy as well. He's not here. Please just send him our love, that we, we love him, and all his children <laughs> send their greetings to him. Praise God. Um, okay, let's open our Bibles to the book of John. Thank you. Shemara Hosea, Kali Presotia, and Oriam. Farahasa, Farahasa. Glory to God. John chapter. John chapter 23, John 3. This was John answering a question, amen. It says, John answered and said that a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven, amen. Praise Jesus. A man can receive nothing, can receive nothing ex- except, praise God, it be, it be given him from heaven. Praise Jesus. So, um, this receiving here is not just talking about any kind of thing. It's um, speaking about the kind of things that a man is meant to receive. A man here is not just saying maybe, of course not male or just a person is 
it's talking about man as a as an end, a creature with a certain estate that man is they know man in the spirit is is just is a type of creature that God made. God has other kinds of creatures, um, but what He calls here man, uh, the 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 species of creatures He put here on the earth. You and I, glory to God, who have um, a certain kind of estate in the spirit. He has a, an estate. He has a position, and that position has also. A, a kind of a limitation that in, in, the, in the spirit, they can summarize everything about man. That when it comes to man, these are his perimeters, these are his limitations, these are, this is the best he can do. This is the best he can be. This is the best he can become. Glory to God. So that's what they are saying here when they are speaking about man. Man is, is, the, speaks, is a definition of that creature of, from where we all found our own source. is our prototype. You're a man. You're a man. Even the females here, you're also a man. Glory to God. So uh, anybody who is a man is under the limitations of things that limit men. I know we like to think that the there are no limitations. Everything is open, explore. You can do everything. You can go anywhere. We believe that we have. You know, it's an inherent idea that we are limitless, but we are not limitless. We are very limited when you look at it spiritually. Glory to God. And it's saying here that a man can, cannot receive, he said he can receive nothing except it be what? Given him from what? From heaven. So uh, there's something about heaven that uh, God created and God designed that heaven um, is, a, is a kind of a storehouse where God stores things for men or where God stores things for the earth. And uh, the things that are what what heaven keeps, what heaven has in store in its storehouse, are things that man, that every every man who is a man has some kind of um, mandate by virtue of your 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 you being a creature, you being called a man. You have a mandate somewhere to receive things that are in heaven. It's how God made it. Praise God. Remember how when they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, he said, after this manner, pray ye and this wise, pray ye our Father, who, who, which art in heaven. That's the, 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 the prayer means how to express. They are asking, it's a deep question. They ask Jesus. They say, they're asking him, Lord, Teach us to pray. When they say teach us to pray, it means. Um, now, obviously, these men could just, they are Jews, so they pray. <laughs> Prayer is, even anybody who prays, the Jews pray, is part of their, 
not just their religion, it's their culture, it's their everything, it's their tradition. Praying. So prayer wasn't foreign. This wasn't like maybe a bunch of Gentiles asking, okay, with this whole spirituality, God thing, we're not too used to it. How can you? But these are Jews who, who pray. They know God. Glory to God. And they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Means that there are things, when they're asking, asked him to teach them, they are, they're actually saying that maybe we observed something about your, your inward, you see things differently. So, the way, and when they know that Jesus prays, because the Bible says that often, as he often did, he will depart from them, he will go up into the mountain or something and just stay there, maybe at night or something. So they know that he prays, but they feel that there's something about Jesus' prayer that's different from their own kind of prayer. And it was wise for them to observe that. Glory to God. So they, they now said, okay, teach us to pray. Amen. Amen. Luke 11 verse 1, it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when, when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us. So they were watching him, they were observing that you have your own way of praying, you have your own manner of praying, that's different. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. He said, as John did what? also taught his disciple. So that means prayer is, um, prayer is designed to be according to pattern. Right, that's why it's, it's unruly for you to just, you know, the idea that you can just pray anything. God, my father, you are there, so this is what I feel. Prayer is not a place to express your feelings. I'm not saying you can express your feelings to God, right? You can lament, you can say everything in your heart, but that's not prayer. Prayer has a, is a, prayer is a specific thing in the spirit. It's something, someone, someone can spend time and do many things, say many things, but they have not prayed. Right, they, they have, they've not prayed. Prayer um, is has a, a specific function in the spirit. And if that function is not accomplished, prayer hasn't gone. Like Jesus was teaching about the prayer of the Pharisees. Remember, he was telling them, don't pray like them. They have, they, the way they would do it, they would go to the street corners with many words, many things around the activity of prayers. Do you see that? But it's, it doesn't, glory to God. See, when you pray, that's verse 7, that when you pray, use not vain repetitions. It's not saying don't repeat things. You know, we have to be careful with the words of Jesus because um, Jesus' soul was very sound. He, he doesn't need to say something 10 times to explain it. He can use one statement, but each word is loaded prophetically and accurately and scripturally and in every way you can think about it. In other words, Jesus was too saved in his soul that he doesn't make mistakes. Do you understand that? So he says, don't use vain repetitions. He's not saying don't repeat things, but don't let it be vain. Uh, when you repeat, if you repeat, as the heathen do, for the thing that they shall be heard for their what? For their much speaking. So it means that prayer is not in speaking or in much speaking. Glory to Jesus. 
So praying um, is the is the purpose of prayer is for to to make a connection that that connection is a kind of an alignment with it's an alignment of earth and heaven. That's the teaching of Jesus. When Jesus, when he came down to it, what is really prayer about? Prayer is for the alignment of heaven. When men pray, they say, let men ought to pray everywhere. You know, Paul was writing that. Was it Paul or Peter? I forget. That, Paul, that men ought to pray everywhere lifting upward their hands, then the lifting up of hands is not, okay, this is not, not this one, <laughs> this is the epistle, um, that teach the young men or something, that to pray, they should pray everywhere, lifting up, where you also spoke about women, the adorning of women, let it not be, of the praise God. Therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without what? Raw. That's Timothy. Paul speaking to Timothy. Praise God. Um, so that praying everywhere, lifting up holy hands, the word lifting up hands is not just about physical lifting of hands. There is the, there's a spiritual significance of the lifting up of hands. Glory to Jesus. Say lifting up of hands. Is a, um, an attitude of the soul. Psalm 24 says that who will ascend into the hill of the Lord? who will stand in his holy place, right? Who, who shall ascend into his hill, who will stand in his holy place. He that has clean hands and a pure heart, then who has not lifted up his soul. This soul is clear, the hands you lift in prayer is the hand of your soul, right? To lifting up the hands of the soul and not sworn deceitfully, Praise Jesus. So when they say men should pray, lifting up holy hands is, the lifting up of hands is a sign of a, a reaching out to heaven, right, for a connection. Do you see that? So it's not just lifting up your hands. You can, your hands can be lifted in church or something, but the heart is not lifted. The hands of the, of the heart is not lifted. There's so much about the lifting of hands. First of all, it's surrender. The, hand is sur- the, the soul is surrender to God. Praise Jesus. Amen. It's also a reaching out to heaven. The soul should have the ability to reach out to heaven. It's a skill that every soul must, must, must have. No one can develop that for you. You can come to meeting, they'll teach you, you go to Bible study or you go to church, you listen, but somehow the soul must learn how to, to reach out to heaven for, to 
connect with heaven in, on a personal and individual sense, individual basis to reach and cause a connection. There is a connection which the soul must, must be able to have. It's not easy to master being connected to heaven. You start little by little, little baby steps. Sometimes you, you stay out of connection for some time. You come back again. As you're making war with the things that the enemy has put around men, to distract men from reaching out and reaching up, as you're dealing with those things, you're making warfare and you're gaining victories in the spirit. You're gaining victories in the spirit, not just victory, but with every victory, you are gaining mastery. Right, mastery of turning of, of one of the things you must be able to do is to harness the attention of, the, of your soul. Right, to, to harness and to, to, to capture the, the, the attention of your soul and turn it upwards to heaven. It's a skill that every spiritual person must have. When you say you are spiritual, of course, that's not all about being spiritual. <laughs> it's, the reason for that is to, to give you the, the right posture for you to function spiritually. All right, because no, there is no spiritual person who has not been able to connect and assess heaven. Do you understand me? No, no soul can be what spiritual because you can't find spirituality on the earth. There's nothing here that can make you spiritual. For you to be spiritual, you must have gained this thing, this, this basic skill of being able to reach to heaven, to connect heaven, to open up, for, to allow heaven to be open to your soul. Now heaven to bless the soul. Glory to Jesus. So prayer has that kind of thing. There's a posture aspect of, of prayer. Then, but it's, then there is an important part, which is where the, the teaching, you know, the teaching of prayer is, there are many things. If you read Jesus' teaching about prayer, it's not just one thing he said. Inside what he said, you, will, you have content of prayer. You have attitude of prayer. You have the focus. You have what is the point do you get where you, where is your, where, what is the heart pushing, where is the heart pushing towards, do you understand? I know prayer are different. When you hear people pray, you hear all kinds of things. In fact, I, I discovered that people actually pray according to their culture. They pray according to their upbringing. They pray according to the environment, according to the needs of the environment. Prayers take different shape and form and different kind of sizes. When you listen to how people pray, you can tell a lot about them. When you hear what people pray about, check their prayer, you see, ah, okay, these are the things. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, prayer is, prayer is quest. What do I mean by quest? What is the quest? The quest is, is a challenge which the soul has taken. Is that a quest is actually, it's a desire of the soul. It's actually something that the soul wants to come into. Praise Jesus. It's called a prayer request, what you call prayer request. <laughs> Your prayer request is not what you write in the paper and, and, and send to the pastor. Pastor, 
there's my prayer request. This is your job. Be doing it for me. When the, when the answer comes, I will come and give thanksgiving. Or you send to your brother, here's my prayer request. Praise God. I, I understand the sense of that. Um, but I, I want to see that quest as not just something you, you think. The, the quest is, is, is a weight in the soul. The, the quest is a question which the soul is asking. It's a, it's a request within the soul. So, so someone can, can write a request on paper, but then what they wrote in the paper is not in their soul. So heaven doesn't answer to letters of requests. <laughs> Amen. I'm not saying don't write down prayer, you understand me? Uh, please, praise God. I'm just saying that don't write your request alone in paper. It, what, where it registers is heart, only because paper cannot go to heaven. Do you get me? It is, but the heart, the soul, is powerful. There's a spiritual jet fuel inside the soul. I want you to start that engine. It can push things upwards to heaven. Glory to God. Yinka is the only one that interprets all the tongues. <laughs> Praise Jesus. You need to adopt people into your academy. Eh? <laughs> I tried my best to get students for you, but I did I try, I tried, you know. Praise God. Thank you. Tanis Pania Stefata Misa Pania Prohati Fremahati, a Kratemihati, a Katavihati, a Protemihati, Fefemihati, a Costemihata, Fretimahata, O Cotemihata, Kestetemihata, Famihata, a Cotemihata, Le Protetemihata, for little do men know about men, little do men know about men, little, very little do men know about men, for you can yet be here, but you can far, far, far be in heaven with me for it is by your heart it is the heart it is the heart for even where I will dwell it is a heart it is the heart it is the heart for pray from your heart and not from your lips for I hear the heartfelt prayers of the righteous it is the panting of the soul and the heart I look for for the soul is way powerful than you can imagine and that is why it can carry me that is why it can I can Abide in your heart of a man. It is a man's heart that I look for. That is where I want to come to. And it is a praying heart. For you ought to pray always. I say for men ought always to pray and not to faint. It is the panting of the heart. It is your heart. Prayer is a, it is a link with me. It is a connection. There is a complicity. It is a secret. It is a secret. It is a secret of aligning with me and being in tune with me. It is by the heart. 
It is by the heart. It is an alignment that I'm showing you of how to be in tune and in sync with me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm an open, I've opened it, I've opened. For here the, the realm of the spirit is open to you. It's a man I lost here, men over in heaven, no, come Sonia. Come here and ask here. For here we are, we're calling and inviting men. We're inviting men, men, to come. Come into the spirit. Come into the spirit. For when you move in the spirit, into the spirit, you'll find burdens there. you find quests there. you find journeys there. you find things there. you find professions there. you find occupations in the spirit. We are moving to the spirit. For there's a generation of the spirit. The spirit is designed for you. The spirit is prepared for you. Oh yeah, come, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. We'll stay. Stay in the spirit. In the spirit, in the spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Onamasu Torena Missionar Dosia. Rikami O Tali Prahatu say, Fanatumi Hello Tamasutona. Olima Kronahasa, Soritina. Elima Ranamahasa Seprahori Alamosia. Ora Mahayon, ha ha ha, Yahala Mahora, Ananathana, Afana, 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 Nasiya. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, make endeavor, make endeavor, make endeavor to, to stay in the spirit, make endeavor to abide in the spirit. For the spirit ought to become comfortable to you. The spirit, your soul, ought to become used to and familiar with spiritual positioning and spiritual posture. For you ought to stay in the spirit, for in the spirit is safety. For in the spirit is safety. In the spirit is safety. When you are in the spirit, you will hear my voice. You will hear my word. When you are in the spirit, I will bless your soul. I will commune. I will commune with you. I will commune with you. Move into the spirit. Stay in the spirit. Fight for the spirit. Fight to stay. Make all your battles. Make all your wars. Stay. Stay in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It was clear that Jesus was um, living in the spirit, right? You You can't speak this way. If you're not, you know, a lot of times, what they write here are just questions. He was doing something, they asked him a question. And his answer is our scriptures. Not just Jesus, these writers of the apostles, the epistle writers, the apostles, the prophet of the New Testament. They were, all of them were, were men who have mastered the spirit. Someone like Paul, before he came into a season of writing, Paul has lived in the spirit for a long time, for years. 
Praise Jesus. What do I mean by living? I mean, imagine living constantly in the spirit. Constantly. When you live, when you stay in a place, it has a way of soaking your, your nature. It has a place of, there's something about the environment. After some time, the environment will get in. You get on. Stay in a place for some time. Amen. No matter how different you feel from, maybe because you're Africans, you can say, let's say the Chinese, they are so culturally different. Just stay there for some years. After some time, you find out that the Chinese thing will begin to enter into your soul. One thing you cannot, um, you know, you strive to be spiritual, but just move into the spirit. <laughs> Don't do, just stay there. Prefer the atmosphere of the spirit to the entertainment of the world. To the, when I say entertainment, I mean the things that tickle your senses and, and make you want to stay here. Praise Jesus. Let the spirit, the, let the, the land, the world, the realm, the things of the spirit become more interesting to your soul. Praise Jesus. When you stay there, you'll find out there is a program for your transformation in the spirit. Glory to God. I'm sure one of the things that the disciples have um, observed about Jesus was his spirit life. They must have been trying to to check where, where he found things from. Do you get what I'm saying? He was... He was a bit off. In, he wasn't in synchronization with the normal passions of men. He has his own motivations. He has his own passion. He has his own flow. Jesus had his own spirit. When you come around him, the, the smell, the perfume you smell around Jesus was different from men who are preoccupied. You know, if you, are, you do earthly things, earth, the earth will spray you his own perfume. And you will, you will smell like the earth. And the world. But if you, if you spend time in the spirit, I don't mean time praying and kneeling down. Do you get? Like you can be here and be in the spirit. You can be going home and be in the spirit. You can be driving and be in spirit. You can be cooking. You can be doing ev- everything you do in, the li- in life. You can do those things and be in the spirit while doing them. If you're in the spirit for some time, the servo of the Holy Spirit. The, well, well, the, the perfume, I will call it the, the perfume of the spirit, will be around. So what is the perfume? Why is it, why is it my saying savo? Savo, perfume, the perfume, the, the aroma. It's because of, it's good to have the right savo. You know, Jesus thought, thought about that when he was speaking about savoring the things that be of men. That was the difference between Jesus, praise God, and the disciples. It's a Peter, that savours the things that be of men. You, you are used to man's perfume too much. Anything about men, you smell it easily. Your brain moves fast. But I'm talking spirit. You can't, you can't move quickly and understand what I'm saying. Peter, Peter, that savours the things which be of men, not the things which be of God. Praise Jesus. What is the meaning of savour? What is, the, what is the purpose of perfume? Smell is, is the excitation of your senses. <coughs> right? The smell, it excites your, your senses. The smell can move you into, 
It can open doors of thought, doors of meditation. If you find it hard to think spiritual things, the server around you is not good. Either you are not around spiritual, you don't spend enough time in the spirit, or maybe they need to repair your olfactory, your soul's ability to perceive spiritual things. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So they asked Jesus to teach us. He said, said, teach us to pray. Amen. And so Jesus began to teach them. And he was saying, when you pray, you pray in this way, our Father, which which art in heaven. He said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be be done in heaven. As in heaven. That will be done as in heaven. This is Luke. Give me Matthew, please. Um, Matthew 6. Thy kingdom come, that will be done in earth as what? It is what? In heaven. Glory to Jesus. So you're seeing that the, the, the purpose of prayer um, is about the, everything about prayer as for a man has to do with things in heaven. It's about things in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it what? As it is in heaven. Praise Jesus. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's a, a weighty prayer. Now, now, are you, I know you can see the prayer. You, honest, you get the sentiment of the prayer. You, you understand, wow, wow, it's about things in heaven. But I want you to travel, try and see, have a vision of the answer to the prayer. So can you, now let's say God has heard this prayer and said, okay, okay, I've heard you. Okay, now let me now begin to bring about my will being done in the earth, the way, that word us means the way it's done in heaven. Do you see that? So, so you, you now begin to see that to answer this prayer, so much, there has to be so much investment. It's not easy to import a way of life. Like, the, it's like you want to say, okay, the way people are living in Canada, Let's go and make people live like that in where? Nigeria. Nigeria. Okay. <laughs> Why do you have to say the hardest one? You have to. <laughs> so imagine the whole world of challenge, right? And one of the most difficult things to reproduce is life. It's the most difficult thing to re, to recreate. That recreation is the last bus stop of life. Once you can reproduce life, you have finished it. There is no greater technology than the technology of life. Do you see that? That's where, if you check technology on the earth, that is the ideal that all technologies are, are going towards. Every technology emulates life in some way. Every technology emulates what? Life. Life in some way. 
The end of technology will be when they say we can make a human being from scratch. I don't mean cheating. They can try and cheat or kind of thing. And they, and they lie about things too. Can you write genetic code? Do you understand? <laughs> can you just based on your write genetic code and reproduce it and, and, and in that code you have to define the different functions. Now think about your body. How many things did God write into the body? So there are many things that, well, if you're a computer, you, now be, you, you see the, the scale of the problem here is massive, yes, right? First of all, what kind of processing power does God have? Yeah. I mean, computing, processing power, right? Let's just say, let's only consider all the calculations your eyeball makes a minute. Yeah. And they are all according to laws written in your DNA, in your code. It's not by mistake. <laughs> Those are God kind of problems, eh? So you can't compare a computer scientist to God. Yeah? One is solving, one is creating robots, the other one just, and it's not even a, to create you wasn't even hard, you know what I mean? <laughs> You were one of the simple things that God made. In terms of complexity of design, you know what I mean? Men are not that complex. Have you heard of Lucifer, son of the morning? That kind of, when they described him, how God made him in the beginning. Now, how do you think someone like Michael, when they describe the four living creatures, the ones who bear the throne of God, those are creatures who God made. So what kind of technology is in them? I'm just trying to teach you something that what we call life is life is what complex. You can reproduce. Let's, you can say, okay, let's build the houses in, in Nigeria the way they are built in Canada. You build all the houses nice. How do they do their lawn? You do the lawn like that, easy ones. But okay, how can you make the people? Now, that's where things begin to fail massively, eh? <laughs> Can you take something? Do you know how to transport way of living? Way of life? You don't, you don't know how to do it. A, that thing is a spiritual kind of thing. It, it necessitates spiritual involvement. Praise God. <laughs> so what is in heaven? For, for this prayer to be answered, it seems like a simple prayer. But it, I mean, it's simple, but to answer this prayer, there has to be a, a lot of spiritual, what? Resources. Help. Help must be given. It must be spiritual help to every soul. Every soul must be empowered by what? The spirit to, to it's clear that things will not, will, will not be done in earth as it's in heaven until there has been seasons on the earth when heaven is allowed to reculture the earth and to, to transfer their life by the vehicle of the spirit 
Do you see that? So, what we call spirit is the, um, in summary, the, the amount of dealing you, the earth will have with heaven is limited by the amount of spirit that the earth can, can inherit, can have. We are speaking in terms of God now. Do you see that? Um, in order to make, in order to bring about a transfer of way of living, there has to be an investment of spirit. Do you agree with yes, me? Yes, there has to be what? Investment of what? Of spirit. Spiritual investment has to be done. You must, you must bring spirits. Spirits must be involved in the transfer of life. Way of living. I've just given an example about the physical man. I'm not even began to talk about the soul. Right? So how do you cause change the life of the soul? It will take a lot of spiritual word investment. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the um, it's clear that the one of the things that the Jews ha, um, did not have was they didn't have in, um, investment of spirit. It wasn't that many spirit. The the having access to the spirit wasn't something that every Jew had personally. The average Jew was very spiritually dry. Right? They have to depend on those who can. Back then in Israel, ah, if you have spirit on you, Kai. Is a it's a commodity. It's not like now everybody has Holy Ghost and all that. You, amen. But back then, when, you, when someone has spirit, is you are, you, are, you are above the rest. And God, according to providence, had a way of giving spirit to men for the sake of the nation. So you see that at every point in time, in the journey of Israel, the, the task of the preservation of the nation rested with the individual who had the allocation of spirit for in that generation. I don't know if you understand me. Those, the individuals who had what, the allocation of what, of spirit in that word, in that generation. Like when the nation came forth, of course, Israel was born in Egypt, right? They were born in Egypt, continue, con, just under the, um, they were under Pharaoh, right? Pharaoh was using the nation for his purposes, for whatever he seemed fit to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you know, you know Pharaoh has tasted a little bit of spirit before. Right, Joseph. Right, Joseph was a, a person who had some who had spirit on him. Right, how did spirit manifest in Joseph? It was manifesting in 
His ability to see. He could see. He could dream. Right? He could. He had. He wasn't just dreaming. You know the way normal people would dream. Right? You dream and everything. You have millions in your dream. You wake up, nothing happens. You understand? You you get contracts in your dream. You wake up, nothing. When you check your bank account in the dream, you wake up, there's nothing. What you saw in the dream is not there. You understand what I mean? There's no. <laughs> but but Joseph's dream was was very different. I, I imagine he must have when he was a little kid, he must have been dreaming, and his dreams will be coming to pass. And his brothers were watching him. Say, what kind of thing is this? How can your dream be coming to pass? Why is our own not coming to pass? He said, no problem. You dreamer, dreamer, dreamer. Maybe they made a song for him. Dreaming boy. <laughs> Until one day he had a dangerous dream. And then when they saw the interpretation of the dream, they said, hey, this thing must never come to pass. Glory, but it was all God designing. God was destining Joseph for what? For Egypt. Why? Because why? God wanted to give Egypt a taste of spirit. Do you get? It means that there was no other way to help Egypt. You know, you know that famine. God saw that famine coming for a long time. He knows that if He doesn't do something about that famine, Egypt can be gone. Do you understand? Yes. So God said, Look, I will prepare a guy. I will just put, he, I, will make, I will fashion his soul a kind of way that can make him fetch resource from another stream. Mm. You know that that thing of farming, thinking can't solve that problem. Yes, <laughs> because that kind of thing is subject to, to the climate. Yes, the climate will just change. You can't, you can't predict tomorrow's climate. Yes, even right now, the weather thing that we use up and all that, to a degree they are trying, but it's not always. At the end of the day, you know that this climate is not a, it's still a, it doesn't respect me. You understand? It can just disappoint you at any time and just, just waste your degree right there. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> so, so Joseph, it took Joseph a man, they had to raise him, a man of the spirit who can fetch information from a higher, a higher source to go to Egypt to bless, is, is to create a room for the people of God. Right? And then he did that. God led him. He helped the nation. The nation prospered. After a while, the Pharaoh who knew not, knew not Joseph came back. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. And then the, the people of Israel they, of course, they are multiplied in Egypt. They became many. But they became many without spiritual heritage. They knew nothing about spirit. Right? Because that was not the Egyptian way. Really. The, the Egyptian way was earthly wisdom. Cerebral. And that thing is the way of the world, but it's not void of spirit. It is it's a spiritual input from another source. Do you see that? You can't, you cannot, 
the, the soul cannot prosper in anything without spirit. It's actually spirit that helps the soul to prosper. Praise Jesus. So when you, anywhere you see soul prospering, always understand, understand what's the spiritual sponsor? Who is behind these things that the soul is doing? You should be able to see who is sponsoring this soul. Who is, who is giving the ability? Oh, I just thought about where did it talk? Where did that come from? Okay, why are we not all thinking it? Yeah. Right? Oh, it's just an idea. Well, we get ideas. I, you know, just idea, and I'm very smart. You know, I thought about this thing. I, it just, you know, thinking. Have you ever seen? A place where they teach you how to get ideas. You have? I've not seen them. It's school. They say this is a university of, ide- of creativity and ideas. They will teach, even in art school, they will, they will teach you, well, this is how to, if you're a painter, don't match this color with this color. Don't match this one with this one. Um, if you check in art school, the guys who get A+, plus, they are not the best artists. Most of the best artists didn't go to school. They just woke up and something starts talking to them. They start seeing things. <laughs> Where is it coming from? They don't know the answer to that. When it comes to the creative dimension, it is, it is governed by spirit. Anytime you see creativity, I'm not talking about innovation. Innovation is, okay, let's take this to make it better, fashioning according to how it's best to be used. I'm talking about pure creativity. It doesn't come. Every creativity comes from a spiritual source. Only spirit can put fresh thought into the, the heart and into the minds of men. Glory to Jesus. So, so you see that, so Egypt, when God raised his people in Egypt, God wanted to then begin to the journey of salvation to move them forward. God had to raise somebody who has spirit. So God went now designed, found somebody called Moses who had issues, of course. One of the issues he had was spirit of anger, you know what I mean? He's an <laughs> spirit. But there's some, maybe that God said, ah! This guy, this kind of anger is very, very high. You know, he's, uh, this is, he's taking a certain level, level of spirit, of anger, for you to kill somebody and just because of argue, argument. You, know what I mean? you get what I mean? So the guy who was the Israelite who was arguing with the Egyptian was not in danger. It's an argument. Hey, why do you put that thing there? No, I don't know. Are you doing talking to me like that? Why? And just you don't know about stuff. After a while, maybe they will settle or something. An anointed guy just came. Just, I don't know. I don't know how did. So it means that you have seen, there's, there was something inside Moses. It was an ordinary guy. Praise God. And you can't speculate how God chooses men for something. Glory to Jesus, but but heaven designed it, and you had to move Moses away. You can't be, you can't learn spirit in Egypt. Yes. You are the son of in the palace and all of that. Palace life does not agree with spirit life. 
If you love palace life, you will not be spiritual. And you know what I realize is that palace life is what the Western world is selling. They want to make, teach you how to make your home a palace. Make everything, you know that thing of, everything is there. Even if you're not using it now, you know it's there. It just, things should just be there. You know that kind of life. Everything in abundance. And you know that we think that God likes that. Don't we say prosperity? That's what we feel, that just having things. But we don't know that it's, it's lack of education in spiritual things that makes you feel that there's something healthy about things just being there every time, at your beck and call at every time. You discover that it's not optional, it's a pattern in the scripture to push the soul into the spirit. You must create need, a sense of need. You must, you must find a way to manufacture hunger. You must find a way to do it. Do <laughs> you see that? So, so they went to raise Moses. They said, no, no, this palace thing is not going to work, man. You cannot be a... Imagine a palace boy leading Israel. So, so imagine if, if Moses didn't go into the wilderness and God just said from the palace, hey, Moses, take off your shoe for the, the bed that you're lying down. Is the Lie on the floor for this, or something like that. <laughs> Amen. And they say, without any encounter, no, no spirit. They just say, go and lead my, let my, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. <laughs> so let, let's even think that they have now said, okay, Moses, okay, Pharaoh, allow him, okay, go and take the people and go. Now, now, glory to God. <laughs> So before getting to Sinai, how many guys Moses have killed? <laughs> Praise God. So Moses have been killed. You know those wicked, just those guys, eh? those backbiting ones, those ones that. <laughs> The ones that usually stay, stay trouble in the camp. Yeah. Before you know it, numbers will just be decreasing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, some people will be disappearing, eh? <laughs> some will make trouble in the night. Nope, Moses will just be looking, no problem. <laughs> By tomorrow, what, what happened? <laughs> I know he doesn't just kill, he buries them. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to remove that kind of thing from a man, later on I said, this is the meekest man. There was no one meek like, like him. Do you know what it means to be meek? It means you are, to be meek is you don't have any sense of strength at all in yourself. Only spirit can do that to deconstruct a man on the inside, take away his strength. Glory to Jesus. Say wilderness. 
you know, wilderness versus palace. That's your choice. If you, are, if, you, if you want to decide how do you want to live on the earth, choose. Do you like wilderness or do you like palace? Choose one. The, the Bible also speaks concerning that was Jesus teaching and talking about John. He said, who do you go to see in the wilderness? Are you going to see a reed shaking by the wind, nice things and all that, or someone decked with, you know, nice clothes and everything? Say, no, those guys are in the palace. You find them in palaces. <laughs> Praise Jesus. You find them in what palaces. So Jesus is saying that palace is not compatible with wilderness. If, I'm not saying you can't have a nice house, but... When you have the nice house, heaven will now construct wilderness. They have, they have a way they can do it. They, it, it, it so you can't escape it. You have wilderness life and spirit attached to each other. What is wilderness? Wilderness is a place where natural forces are very limited. The, a lot of the things that work outside don't work in the wilderness. When it comes to vegetation, growing, things that survive, not every animal can live in the wilderness. You can't find a domestic dog or a domestic cat. You know, you know pets that have levels, eh? There are some pets that only sleep in bed. You can't get them. If you buy a um, cage for them, you, when you are sleeping, you see them on your bed. They're telling you that, me, I don't do all those things. Me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bed creature. <laughs> now, you can't take a domestic dog or cat and take them to the wilderness. They can't survive in the wilderness. The, the wilderness animals are, are different. You see, camel. A camel is a, is a spirit-constructed animal that has powers to live in terrains where other animals die. And they keep going. Camel, how are you going? There's no water. <laughs> and they're also kind of trees, too. They're specific. They don't need too much water. All those cactus and those kind of... Uh, praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. You see, so wilderness is a place of training, right? For what? Training for, for the spirit. Training for the spirit. When you're in the wilderness, there isn't too much entertainment in the wilderness. There isn't too much to distract your attention. In the wilderness, glory to Jesus. Praise God. So... God had to raise Moses to, to raise him up. They had to move him into the, for 40 years into the wilderness. It's to develop the prophetic nature. That prophetic nature means the anointed nature, the, the nature of the anointing, the nature of the spirit. You know, Moses was not under the law. You can't give the law to someone who is under the law. Moses was the one who received the law. He was not under the law. He received the law. In Moses, how did Moses receive the law? He used a spirit to receive the law. 
You, do you, do you, you don't get what I'm trying to say. Do you think it's easy to lead Israel in the wilderness? To lead that strange nation? Even the dealing with Pharaoh, that negotiation with Pharaoh that he was doing. Do you, think, do you know what it takes to do such a thing? You know, there's a way you see it like, you know the way that thing happened? It wasn't Superman kind of thing, where he just appeared in Pharaoh's bedroom in the night when he's sleeping and tapped him. You know that kind of thing? No, he has security guards, but Moses will just appear by spiritual transportation and just wake him up. Say, Pharaoh, wake up. Stand up. Then fear will grip Pharaoh. He will say, okay, the God of heaven sent me and he's giving me powers. With power, it will maybe make him levitate from the bed and just, he'll be sleeping on the, uh, right? But you know, what I feel like even if he had done that, Pharaoh would still not because Pharaoh was was a special kind of a person, right? Pharaoh what had his own spirit. <laughs> Pharaoh was Pharaoh was more spiritual than all his his, his diviners, all his magicians, sorcerers. He can sack them, he can fire them. Say you are you you, go, you don't have skill. You're not seeing well. He can. He can, um, he was like a god, uh, you understand? So, I, I imagine that for Pharaoh to allow them to go eventually, is not just anything you would do. Each sign was, was, was specific. It's a wisdom of God. It's to unlock the heart of a, of a, of a man who has a godlike posture. Who feels he's a God? How can you break such a man? You know, that's what God said it is. He even had in the heart of Pharaoh is for to show some things. Praise Jesus. So, but, so it means that Moses, how, how were those signs coming? They were coming by leading. It wasn't just brute power. Dude, he was hearing God. Do this now. He was coming back and forth with God. God would say, go back. Now, some of you cannot stand that kind of thing. <laughs> some of us will not even go to Pharaoh. You know why? Because you know who Pharaoh is. You know he, he was raised in the palace, eh? By the time you imagine yourself standing before that guy and saying that. Now. Amen. God say, let my people go. I know that that Pharaoh doesn't believe that those people belong to anybody. They are his own people. So you have to first explain to him who the God is first. <laughs> Amen. There's another God who needs these people that you've invested in for generations. That God is waiting for them in the wilderness to come and worship him. <laughs> Moses, there's, there's so much um, contradictions in that story. So much. Moses, he said he was a stammerer. In fact, when God was speaking to him, that interaction, when you read it, he said, how can I even talk? I can't even speak. 
Now, why he couldn't speak because of what? Dealings. Yes. Yes. Things have happened. In fact, when they were deconstructing Moses, he affected his ability to talk. The, are you when he said that the man was broken, they broke a man. They broke him. Well, that means that when he stands, he, or maybe he, he stammers. But he said unto the Lord, as Exodus 4 verse 10, O Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am, I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Praise Jesus. So it means that he wasn't, he wasn't um, boldness he used to put. Pharaoh, let the people of God go. It wasn't, it wasn't with boldness. He was, he was going with another. He was possessed. He has encountered the God of heaven. God. Do you understand that? When you, when you encounter God, a sign of encounter God is that you become you become unpredictable in a sense. When you encounter God, you stop fearing what men fear. And you start fearing what men don't fear. And if you get what I just said. There are some things that men can never fear. One thing, God. Men don't fear God. Men only act out the fear of God to the, to the extent to which he gives them a political, by political, I don't mean election, I mean socially political kind of alignment. For example, if you go to a place where people are supposed to fear God, you have to, you file in there, you won't go there and be a rebel and say, no, there's no, no God, they will kick you out, they won't accept you. So when it's politically expedient to behave in the manner of the fear of God. You do that. Do you understand what I mean? But that does not, a lot of times, it might not translate to the fear of God inside the closet of the heart. In the, it, it's difficult to find men who fear God in their secret place. Men who can stand, nobody's around, who stand before only them and God and they quake. They fear. In the secret of the heart, they tremble at the thought of God. That this God, you are too great. You are too big for me. In, the, in a lot of men in the secret of their heart, they are bold. God, where are you? I'm about to do this thing. Can you stop me? If you can stop me, come out from where you are and stop me. They will say it like that. But that's how they behave. How do you know you're like that? You don't acknowledge him in your ways. You, it's an afterthought to you. When you are finished doing what you want to do, you will now say, okay, 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 what's the Christian thing to do now? How do we, how do we Christianize this operation? How do we, you know, what are the things we are supposed to do as Christians in this thing I have chosen to do? Sometimes you can even be deceptive in your prayer. Yes. You want to pray, but that prayer you want to praise because you should. You know you should pray. 
So, when you're praying, I'm describing some things, amen. Yes, Most are too holy, we don't know. We don't know all these things. Are, maybe the guys I'm not talking about, they're not here. They are, you know, guys who will listen to this thing later. Oh God. Maybe on the internet later. Ah, those people who have issues. Who have issues. You know those guys? Hey, you guys are too holy now. You can't do oh, no. No, no, no. You, you guys trust the Lord with all your heart. You need not to your understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge him. That's why he's directing all your paths. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm just preaching to those guys. So, so those guys... <laughs> you know, there are different kinds of prayer, eh? There's a, a prayer where you... You have, you have invented the answer. Then, you then pray so that you can receive that answer. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? It's very easy. You don't know your soul, that's why you think it's It's very easy to do, very easy. You just need to understand something that your soul is in layers. So you can take something and throw it into a higher layer of your soul. And then, I know, you know that thing is coming. So when you now, you now go and position yourself under it and be praying <laughs> so that, and you now discover that, after some, because you know after some time, it will drop. But when you check that seed was not, it didn't come from heaven, from God. Men are complex. You can, you can, to deceive yourself is not hard, it's very easy. That's why at the end of the day, this this pastoral thing, some pastors don't really understand some things, but you know, this pastoral thing, you can only help those who want to be helped. At the end of the day, that's just the honest truth. <laughs> because of the 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 uh, the, the heart is the Bible called it desperately wicked. Desperately is wicked. The word wicked does not just mean that you doesn't mean you kill people. Uh, the word wicked is like weak. You know, the weak of a lantern. The word weak means twisted. So it means that a man's heart is the heart is deceitful above all things. And then desperately twisted. Do you know what that means? <laughs> that their heart is, is, what does it mean to be desperate? To be desperate means you will do it. Yeah. Yeah. That thing that you want to do, that, that, in, that intention of the heart, you will find a twisted way to get it done. Is man's heart is desperate. That's why saving man is difficult. That's why to change a soul, to, to cause transformation of the soul of a person is one of the most difficult things to do because of the desperation of wickedness that's going to happen that is in the souls of men. Praise God. But it is, but it is blessed when God has, has helped a soul. A sign of help that you have really been helped is when 
You find the fear of God in the secret of your heart. In your closet, when nobody is there, you tremble before him. It's not easy. They had to take Moses to the wilderness for 40 years to attain that kind of thing. 40 years of suspended everything about him. No family around, nobody around him who knows him. No source, nothing. Just abandoned to the spirit of God to raise him and to train him. So when he was standing before Pharaoh, it wasn't by boldness of Pharaoh, let my people go. The strength was coming from somewhere. It is, is, is this, this man is fearful, but you're not fearful like the being I met in the wilderness. Pharaoh, I understand you, you are everything. No, by that time, Pharaoh has conquered the whole world at that time. That Pharaoh wasn't a small guy. So to stand before him. But why won't you stand before Pharaoh when you have stood before the, the God of the earth? He has stood before I am that I am. He said, take off your shoes, the place which you are standing is a holy ground. He began to speak to him from a bush that is burning. And the bush that was burning and is not con- being consumed. I know when, when that happened, and Moses, and then the bush was born and it wasn't being consumed. Not only that, he started talking to him. <laughs> so if Moses stand there as if it's normal, and then he took off his shoes, what else has he seen in the wilderness? <laughs> what? Do you understand? What I mean? that, I believe that's not the first time God spoke to him. Maybe it's not even the first time that, it's, it's, it's possible maybe he has been asking him his name since. So he said, okay, who should I tell Pharaoh that you are? He said, I am. I am that I am. I am. That question is, is the quest of a, a prophet. That's the way I'm seeing it. That is an, is an, it's a question. It's a prophetic question. I was asking God, who should I tell this being, this God on the earth, that you are? How can I describe you? Of all the things that I've seen about you in this wilderness, these 40 years, how, what language, what kind of words, how can I, do you know what I mean? He said that Moses felt that I, I, I need to go and tell this king that there's another king. Yes. You see, this is your kingdom thing you are doing here. It's nice and all, but there's another being entirely that if you meet this being, in fact, Pharaoh, for your own good, please let these people go. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Moses was standing, very meek man, broken. But the fire in him was from, he has met another being who is greater. When, see, when you fear God, you won't fear men anymore. The reason why you fear people is because you don't, you don't know who God is. If you know God, you will fear him. People who fear men is because you've not the you know, you know the, the Bible says all say why why should I fear men who can only kill the body? Instead, I will fear him who can take, do what? 
both the body, soul, everything, and burn it in hell, right? Okay, now think of a man who thinks like that. First of all, to think like that, you must have a concept of what, your, what the soul is, right? And you must have a concept of what, what suffering the soul can, can experience. Do you know that it takes, you have to be spiritual somewhere to be able to see the, to, to perceive the anguish of the soul, right? When you are carnal and you are in the palace, like I said, <laughs> you're enjoying, if you're carnal, in, the, in that enjoyment of the palace might be the most impoverished place for your soul. The soul might be suffering, dying, but because of the carnality of the person, you can't perceive the suffering. Of the, of, my, of the soul, that the soul is actually, you know, really, this soul is suffering and dying. But when they have helped the soul spiritually, you become more sensitive to the inward man. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, now, when you have been sensitized spiritually, the kind of things that an unbeliever would do, and they feel normal. Just, I don't need anything, I'm enjoying. This world is sweet, this world is enjoyable. They're enjoying the world in their own consciousness. But the kind of enjoyment that an unbeliever calls enjoyment, if you've been helped spiritually, and you've been sensitized spiritually, and they put you in that kind of place, it can, it can feel like suffering. Yes. It will. That feeling, that thing, do you understand what I mean? That, that thing is, you can even cry. Have you ever felt your soul being dry. Yes. The, is it, like the prophet was saying, is that when, the, when the poor are needy, seek water, and their soul fill it, their tongue fill it for thirst. He was talking about the, the, the thirstiness of the soul. Do you get what I'm saying? It takes some degree of spiritual sensitivity for you to begin to perceive the health of the word, inward man. Are you seeing... Now, are you seeing the layers of things that must be done to you for you to, to now begin? Let's, let's not go to fear. Let's start with appreciation of God, right? Like to even appreciate him. Ah, God, oh, wow, we need you in this life. Oh. Because without you, who will take care of my soul? That's a question of someone who's being helped. Someone who is not being helped will what? does not have a sense, like that rich man. I've extended my band, I've done this, I've, I've changed, I've, I've exploded on this side, on the other side. Is there anywhere else I haven't exploded? And he was just talking about everything and then he planning for tomorrow. And then the God said, look at you, you're a fool, you don't even know anything. Do you, do you, do you know anything called your soul? Do you see that? So that foolishness, that foolishness is a kind of drunkenness. Praise God. That um, his spirits do that to men. This world is full of such wine that as you are sipping it, you know what wine does even in the natural? There's a point you sip wine to that 
Let's say the most horrible thing has just happened to you. Very devastating. And you, you can drink wine and it will change your feeling into laughter and dancing. And in fact, one of the reasons why people drink is to forget their sorrow, to speak, <laughs> right? Right, in quote, to forget your sorrow. Why, why spirit can do that? Now, I'm not talking about the spirit of God. I'm speaking about the spirit who, who is the enemy of your soul, who commit not but to steal, to kill, and to do what? And to destroy. So that enemy has wine, right? He, the wine of that spirit is also is a, is manufactured from wilderness. It is, that is a law. You can't produce spirit from, without, from, in, from anywhere else. Spirit is a product of wilderness. I don't know if you understand me. The revelation showed us where, took us to the factory where they make the wine of the world. Is it Revelation 17, right? He said, he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And then he, to go and show him, that's and it, Revelation 17 verse 1, there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, come hither, I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that seated upon many waters. Verse um, 2, and whom, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been what? Made drunk with what? The wine of our what? Fornication. Verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Glory to God. Now, see, you see, wilderness... There are different kinds of wilderness. We are speaking soul terms now. Right? Wilderness is, is, a, is, a, is a specially, is a designed terrain to, to, to make the soul, to cause the soul to, to, to abandon difficult things. It's to is a kind of it's a wilderness is a is a place of necessity when you want to bring a soul to do things to them that in their comfort they can never agree they will have strength to fight you you must open up a wilderness operation to do such difficult work a wilderness is a place where difficult things are done so but wilderness of souls are different kinds Right, one of the powers of God is to construct wilderness, to design wilderness for soul. So you discover that there's wilderness which God creates, is this is the wilderness of the spirit of God for souls. There is also wilderness which the devil, being a spirit, also he also knows how to design wilderness. Experience. That's one of his powers. Do you see that? So this wilderness here wasn't created by God. This wilderness is a wilderness created by Satan, where he put a woman. Is a wilderness where he, he put a factory of wine that all nations should drink. No nation can what? And he, he made this place a place that. 
kings of men over a nation have access. They have the GPS coordinates into the wilderness to be bringing men into wilderness. So when they come, they collect wine from there. Now, how do you describe this wilderness? What is, what is the wilderness here? I mean, in what wilderness does the wine of the world flow? Babylon, praise God. You can call it in a sense, but to add description to the wilderness. The wilderness is, if you can create a zone, it's a zone where the things that facilitate life of God are absent. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a condition, it's a terrain. When, when you have this wilderness zone, bring all the word, all the revelation, seed, and throw it inside there. It will land there, wait for it. Wait years. It will not grow. It's a kind of a place. It's a condition of the soul. It's a wicked kind of construction of Satan. Bra <laughs> Grato so bratelita, vanteno no so banta, regatene, regatena, regatania, la batanio so pata, regadedoso, balia zanta masola, evrata masola, castofape misola, crete femisola, estopra hashteva, keketoso pratelifa hatenasu, ele pratisa, keliostapra, eliotapa, Makate tenia safata misekata. Oh soul, oh soul, oh I call you, I call you, I call you. For you have been called, you have been called by many, many, many foul spirits. Foul spirits, foul spirit. For the luso pratelioso brantanata. For lepeso totata. For spirits are culturing soul. They are culturing soul. For you think. It is the natural, it is the normal, but no, it is the orchestration. It is the orchestration of foul beds. It is the orchestration of evil spirit that is culturing men, that is culturing men, that is making men have a strength against God, that 
that is raising men to have a strength and a posture against the most high. For it is the it is the working of spirit. It is the working of spirit. It is the working of spirit. For Libra Atenisa, Leprostagata, for there is another strength. There is my way. There is my way. There is my way. For I am that great spirit. I am the eternal spirit. And I can raise you. I can raise you in the way you ought to be raised. The way you ought to be raised. For Libra Astega, abide in the spirit. Find the way of the spirit. Settle in the way of the spirit. That is the way of life. It's Setonia. For in the spirit you will find my life. In the spirit you will come into my life. For it is by the spirit you would overcome spirit. It is by the spirit you will break the strength of spirit. For Libra Asta, stay in the spirit. Abide in the spirit. Stay in the wilderness. For I am orchestrating and making wilderness around you. Don't find a way out. Stay there. For in there you will find me. That is where you will see me. And that is where you will become like me. It is my operation for to raise you and to make you break spirit and to give you a strength greater than the strength of foul birds. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Um, See this wilderness life um, is, is something that you cannot escape. If you And the enemy will fight it. Um, a sign, one of the, one of the main uh, um, design, wisdom of Satan, in times of the, in a season when it's designed, the soul is designed to come into the graduation, in, for, from man's things into God's things, All right? And when God wants to push the soul into his own school to teach man, right? Satan, the way he fights is that he brings, he, he, he surrounds the soul with contrary environment because he knows, he knows that there's a way for, for, for God to teach the soul, to learn spiritual things. Um, there is an environment which must be created around the soul for feasting. Ascension is designed for the wilderness. When, when the Lord found that one of the things that they did with David was to go and locate a mountain region in the wilderness called Zion. No, Zion is actually in, in, the, <laughs> in the wilderness. It's in the wilderness that God raises his mountain. He doesn't, God will not come and build a mountain in the midst of man's civilization. Right? Like mountain of like how they found Sinai in the wilderness. Which is where the design, the wisdom of worship came from. The mount, is a mount, in a mountain in the wilderness. That's where the, the fulfillment of worship occurs. So you must journey you must be willing to journey into the wilderness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There are other examples you see in the Bible. For example, the, 
in chapter 13 of Revelation, 12 of Revelation, you saw that the man child fulfilled his cause. He has fulfilled all the cause. He became an overcomer. And then he was caught up to God and to his throne. You see, for the man child to be caught up to God and to his throne, that's not the first time he was caught up. The, the cutting up, that thing of called being caught up. Yes, sir. You must first of all make journey into the wilderness. In the wilderness, you will see a door open in heaven. A voice will speak, move into the spirit. Like we're seeing on Wednesday, right? Come up hither. Upward journey only happens in wilderness. If you don't move into the wilderness, you can never take an upward journey. When you, uh, you move into civilization, what you find there are roads. Have you ever seen a road going up before? Like in your city. There's nothing like that. It's business. Move there. Where are you looking for? Uh, how can I get to the business district? Okay, go forward, take a right, take a left. You see a tall building, pass beside it. Go on the other side. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, 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 the men's life is designed for flat movement. Yeah. You'll be busy, you. And you have, you wake up, you have things to do. You have like, in your, when you see, check your soul, every day you wake up, things register, things to do. When you wake up, does, the, does your upward movement register to you the way all the horizontal things you have, your busy activity and life register to you? If, if your upward call doesn't register more than the natural things you have to do, you are not in the wilderness. That's a sign that you are not in the wilderness. When you are in the wilderness, you are not doing business. Business doesn't work. You, are, you can't farm. The ground doesn't yield things. There is no husbandry. There is no, are you get what I'm saying? Even, there's, even the shepherding ministry of wilderness is not normal. You don't take the normal kind of sheep that you rear here and go and rear there. We all die in the wilderness. The, the flock of the wilderness are different flocks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The goat you rear in your, in your farm here, you can't rear it. They, they are called, goats called mountain goats. They are, they are system is different. They are built for, <laughs> for wilderness. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that man-child has fulfilled his ascension. His ascension started sins. But that being caught up to the throne of God was the final cutting up, being caught up, which led him to the throne. But the woman who was carrying him, which is the church or the remnant of the people, they was in trouble. She was in trouble because she hasn't fed enough. She wasn't strong enough. She's not an overcomer. She can't stand the dragon. So immediately the, the man child was born. They say, look, woman, this thing, this is your palace behavior and all these things. Right now, there's a dragon on the loose. You know, why man child was inside your womb and it was everything, you were saying, what is your thing? This is your, what is your throne, 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 throne stuff. Do your throne thing. I have other things to do. Who knows? Maybe that's the attitude of the woman. Yes, sir. 
maybe. You know that that woman is talking about the church at large that will have a man-child in her who has a different quest, who has a, who has a quest for the throne, who is making ascensions. But the, the entire body of the woman is not journeying. But the, the child in her, there will be a child within the woman who will be, making a, who will be doing ascensions, overcoming, and will overcome the dragon. But after, when that season gets to that point, woman, you no longer have the child. Oh. That means that this dragon no longer respects you. This tried in you, your mist, was a kind of preservation to you. But now, you are now in a season where that being, Satan, your adversary, the devil, he has come down, he's been cast down. He's not just cast down, he has a great wrath to him. So, are you going to now abandon all these things you are doing and move? And the woman said, okay, okay, okay. This is danger now. 911. Let's go. Now, the Bible says that, and the woman were, what, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into a place where she is nourished for a time, and times and what, half a time, from the face of who? From the face of the serpent. Praise Jesus. So it means that this nourishing of the woman, it means the nourishing that is against the now, let's read on verse 15. Let's see what the, the, the serpent began to do. Um, and then the serpent, cast out, what, the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood. Afterward, the woman, that he might cause her to be what? Carried away of the flood. Now, now imagine this woman was not in the wilderness. Do you see that? Now, send a flood through a, a city. A flood can wipe out a city. But wilderness has absorbers. It has things. It has, it's different. There is not enough flood. It's, it's safety. Now the flood I'm talking about is no ordinary flood. I'm not talking about your, your drainage pipe of the city cannot deal with this kind of flood. I'm not going to flood that drainage pipe cannot take, cannot deal with. Do you have what it takes to withstand the flood of the Sabbath? When, I mean, when it's set loose. You know, the Bible said that, but you must be positioned. He said, if they come as a flood, he will raise a standard against them. But that thing is according to positioning in the spirit. The serpent cast out his mouth, out of his mouth water as a flood after this woman, but that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood, verse 16, sorry, and the earth helped the woman. That's the earth, the wilderness earth. It's not every earth that can do this. Your third road cannot do that. The third road will bounce the water back to you, take. That's your problem. What's my concern? So the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon did what? Cast out of his mouth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, spirit life is wilderness life. Spirit life is what? Wilderness life. What is the power of wilderness? Wilderness is powerful to, to help upward climbing. Turning of attention. 
setting your affection on things above and not on the earth. Wilderness means a land without distractions. That's the wilderness of God, to stop distracting your soul. Wilderness of Satan is also a land without distraction. God is the distraction that the wilderness of Satan is sort keeping the soul from. Now you see that wine of the woman in the wilderness in Revelation chapter 13, which is the next chapter after this, glory to God, is, is a zone, is teaching the soul, is a teaching, is a, a training, is to teach your soul how to stay in zones where God cannot disturb you. That is the, the school of this developed world. Do you know that? Do you know that what we call developed world is a wilderness? Is a wilderness to stop God from disturbing men. It has a design of life that will make you forget God. You forget God. All your you have a different way of living that does not accommodate you without retaining God in your consciousness and in your memory. It's a very bad wilderness. And it's the nations that he wants to give that as an inheritance to the nations. Amen. Amen. But the Lord will help us. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So the goal of God is to, first of all, God wants to take men as his own. He wants to tabernacle with men, according to the book of Revelation 21. He said, when the new heaven, the new earth came, and he said that the tabernacle of God Lord, is with men. It will wipe away tears from the eyes and so on and so forth. Glory to Jesus. But first of all, God cannot, first of all, cannot make man his own until, unless, until man has embraced the the heavenly life or the heavenly call. Why? Because the father who needs to adopt your soul is in heaven. That's the father which you pray to. Jesus taught them. Our father who art in heaven. Our father. It's not just words. They mean something. Our father who Art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then, now, he's not saying we are ready to come now. First, thy kingdom come. And then thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Then you now give us this day, of course, our deliberate, how the kingdom will come. Forgive us our trespasses, forgive us. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and then the, for thine is the power, and thine, and thine is the glory. Glory to God. Are you seeing that aspect of heaven? You cannot, you cannot see God unless you, what, you ascend into heaven. That's just a summary of what I'm trying to tell you today. You know men are stubborn. Men like stunts. You know the stunt men like. I'm not becoming heavenly, but I want to see him. You know, we can be like that. You, what do I mean by you won't take the cause of ascension? You get what I'm saying? But, you know, the Satan is, is bad. He can make the, the, the soul feel like, ah, somehow God is merciful. <laughs> that, uh, uh, I can't serve God like this now. And then eventually, eventually, you don't know that there are guys who have served God. You've never even served anything. You've not done that. 
you not. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise Jesus. The call, this, what, what they call the heavenly calling. You must not joke with the heavenly calling. The, the, the calling to be heavenly. Praise Jesus. God, to raise Jesus, the son of God, he couldn't escape that design. Jesus couldn't say, well, I am God. You do what you want to do anyway. Let me just, I like this earth zone. Let me just stay here and enjoy this earthly life. In fact, in fact, I want to try and see if I rule these Jews for some time, how will he be? Let me just try and be a ruler of the, of the Jews. You say, God, I like this world to come thing. It's nice, but you see, um, these Jewish people, um, they have suffered on the earth for too long. Can, can we just give the earth a taste of what a Jewish nation with a Messiah manifest can look like? And you know that's what Israel has been praying for. When you see an Israeli praying for their Messiah, you know they are still waiting till today. Till today, that Messiah, they are saying he's coming, you know? They, they, they are telling Christians, that one you are talking about that died, they beat him, they flogged him, and he went to all those things. What did he do? He did nothing for Israel. In other words, they are saying Jesus doesn't qualify as a Messiah according to our expectation. Now, I want to ask you a question. You think Jesus wasn't tempted to fulfill that? Do you think he wasn't knowledgeable about the expectation of the Jews? Every day when he's walking around, he's looking at them. He knows he's seeing their heart. He knows what they are waiting for. He knows that they are tired of the Roman thing, the Caesar thing. They are tired. They know, we know who we are, the people of God. We're just waiting for our Messiah to come, to lead us out. Do you know the, the kind of temptation it is? And not just that. He's seeing that in the people. When he checks himself, he sees all the apparatus to handle and rusticate all the kingdoms of the earth and lift up Israel. As the, and the, do, you know, do you think he didn't have, he saw the ability in himself. He sees that. You've not been tempted by what Jesus has been tempted with. Oh, we are tempted with little money here, little this one here, little that one here, little, little things there. He was tempted in all points. Yet, all the point of temptation that Satan can bring about, he, he laid him on Jesus, yet without sin. Without sin. Do you know what I'm saying to you? When, G, when Jesus, when they are tempting Jesus with the world, see, the world that you see, it's not how you see the world, Jesus sees it too. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible said he could see all the kings of the world and their glory. He couldn't just see the kingdom. He could smell their glories. He knows, what, he knows all the things about glory on the earth. Everything. Because of how knowledgeable he was in the spirit, he could see it. He said, if you would just bow down and worship me. But he said, no, no, no. You've got it. You don't understand. It is written. That, so when he says it is written, he's, trying to, he's telling you that, look, when, what is the meaning of it is written? He's telling Satan that we and you, we both know. Because I know you know scripture. And, but you're telling me all these things. Because you think that the, your lusts are in me. But let me tell you that your lusts are not in me. 
because your lust make men not consider what is written. But let me tell you that we both know it is written that you must worship no other God. Only God should you worship. He was telling Satan that, you see, we both know that this is your whole nice world, kingdom, glory. We both know there is nothing worshipable in it. It's nothing. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say to you? So what I'm trying to prove to you is that if it's Jesus who is the son of God, he didn't cut corners. He obeyed the heavenly calling. What do I mean by that? I mean on the earth, denying the earth for the heaven, for heaven. Esteeming the life of heaven, which is, which is revealed by their laws. You get what I'm saying? It, the law of Moses came from heaven, not from the earth. There are foreign laws. God had to actually come down to the mountain, right? And then give writing of these are laws that you should live by. That's Old Testament. But even more so, we have a better law, a greater law in the New Testament. So you don't have any excuse. Praise Jesus. Let's just quickly read one place and then we can, we can go home. Amen. Let's just read on that John chapter 4, 3, sorry. The end of that John chapter 3, where we are reading. There's this kind of strength the Lord wants to impart to us today. It's a very simple thing. It's just for you not to, don't overestimate the earth, right? You need to, to have more, more sorrow, more desire, more appetite, more energy, more passion for heavenly things. Glory to God, because, because without inheriting heaven, you will not inherit God. He said that the question, <clears throat> thank you, Father. And verse 27, John 3, 27, and John answered and said that a man can receive nothing except it being given to him from heaven. It means that if you've been receiving many things, but it didn't come from heaven, you've, received, you've not received anything. Like what is designed for man to receive? What blesses man are things that are in heaven or from heaven. Glory to God. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ. This was John the Baptist, right, speaking. But that I am sent before him. You know, John the Baptist was also familiar with wilderness life. If you're familiar with wilderness, it means you have a, a sense of heaven. Right? In the wilderness, when you go to the wilderness, Earth doesn't sound there. You don't hear the sound of, of, of Babylon, the wine and the, the dancing. You are far removed from it. When you move into the wilderness, you hear the sound of heaven. Heaven sounds. Heaven sounds in the wilderness. If they can bless your soul and move you into a wilderness place in your soul, right? Leave the palaces of, that the earthly life and comfort has brought for you and find wilderness in your soul. You begin to hear the sound of heaven. Heaven will just begin to, to sound and to, to speak in your soul. Glory to Jesus. So John heard that sound. It was, it was the sound of heaven. 
Now, it's very clear that the sound of heaven is also the sound of the kingdom. That's what Jesus was teaching in the prayer, right? Our Father in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So the kingdom is in heaven, right? And also the kingdom is in the spirit, right? For that is the kingdom of God. Glory to God. In the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. Praise Jesus. So, the kingdom. When John, they raised John in the wilderness. The Bible says he remained in there until the time of his showing to Israel. Means he graduated to the wilderness. That's the end of Luke, I think. And the, the child grew and all that. And he remained in the wilderness until the time of his showing. So, John was a wilderness breed. It's from the wilderness he, he got the sound of the kingdom. Nobody will hear the sound of the kingdom if you are not in the wilderness. When you are busy with earthly things, you cannot pick the sound of the kingdom. From the wilderness, he came out and began to preach. Everybody, all of you, repent. Oh. Repent, 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 repent. Now, men didn't even know anything about the kingdom. Talkless of knowing how close it was. How at hand it was. How near it was. You know, for a long time there was no prophet in Israel. Men have even, they've given up on God. It's okay, if you want to come, come. If you want to whatever, they are doing their own thing. But God had to raise a man. And he left. The Bible says that in the time when Annas and Caiaphas were high priests in Jerusalem, the word of the Lord came to John in the wilderness. Means the word left the high priest. He left the temple. Left all of them. He traveled to the wilderness because there was a man in the wilderness waiting to hear. From there, he picked the sound of the kingdom. He began to preach that repent, repent, repent. Repent means turn, turn, stop, stop, change, change. Change, turn, stop all your things, stop everything. The kingdom of what? Of God is at hand. Now, let me tell you something. You see that, that, that proclamation of John? Yeah. It is the sound, is the message of a spirit called the spirit of Elijah. Do you know that? And he said, before the coming of the great day of the Lord, that spirit is still alive and is still ministering. A generation in 2023 can hear that spirit. It's a spirit. It's a voice. When they ask, who are you, John? Are you a, are you a prophet? Are you this? Are you that? He said, no, I am the voice crying in the wilderness, crying. Make straight the path. Prepare the way. It's a spirit of preparation. Glory to God. That, that spirit can sound in your time. And that's the spirit that is sounding it now. It's a, it's a wilderness message. Tell him, man, stop all the busy things you are doing that amounts to nothing. In the context of your soul, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You yourself bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I am sent before him. I'm, I am sent before him. He needs to prepare the way before him. That's why his message sounded such. And said, he that had the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoice, said greatly because of the bridegroom's voice, this my joy, therefore, is what? Fulfilled. It's clear. John was the friend of the bridegroom. 
and he could hear the voice of the bridegroom. And that was the joy of his soul. The wilderness, joy of wilderness is different from the joy of the city. It's the, when you're in the wilderness, you experience strange joys that men can't understand. Why are you so joyful? You cannot understand. What a joy. How can you be joyful? There's nothing here. There's nothing nice, nothing palatable. What is making you joyful? Something called the joy of the Lord. It's different. It doesn't come from having things and having possessions. It's different. It's a, it's a joy of the spirit. Glory to God. Verse 30, this was John saying that he must increase. It's not optional. You, when you want to increase, you have not... You don't hear his voice. You don't enjoy him. If you enjoy him, you hate yourself. You don't want, when I say hate, not in a bad way, I mean in terms of everything about you that is not good. You dislike it. It becomes your joy. And you begin to put a demand on your soul. You tell your soul, I must decrease. I must decrease. Glory to God. He must increase. I must decrease. Glory to God. Verse 31. I love this. He said that he that cometh from above is above all. Glory to God. He that does what? Cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthy and speaketh of the earth. But he that what? Cometh from heaven is what? Above all. Glory to Jesus. If you go on, it means to speak about him that cometh from heaven. That's the son of God. Amen. Amen. And what he has seen and heard, and that he testified, and no man received his testimony. He that received his testimony has said to his seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. For the father loveth the son and hath given all things into his hand. And then he that believeth on the son had everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not what? See life. But the word wrought of God abideth in him. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if I've spoken to anybody this morning or to any soul this morning, but I believe the Lord is, is trying, is calling you. This is a time of call. You, you know when they call you, they say, what they want to give you is here, but you are there. They will call you. You've not really seen. I has not seen, not ear heard. Maybe if you're able to see it like that, you might come. But the, there is a blessing of obeying call. Yeah. Every, let me tell you also, every call is a test. It's whom having not seen, you love. You, yet, you want believing. You rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Are you hearing me? This is a season of a call. See, what they are calling souls into, we've not seen it yet. He calls it what God has prepared for them that love him. That love is, is shown by a response to the call. While it's not yet manifest, can they call you from afar? Say, come away. Come into the wilderness. That upward calling. Glory to God. Paul said that I don't, I put things aside. Glory to God. I don't count myself to have attained, right? But I press toward the mark of, he calls it the high calling. It's not your calling of your career. It's called the high calling of God in Christ. It's, a, it's an upward call. It's a calling to the height. 
to elevate your soul. Just begin to praise. Bless the Lord as we... Thank you. Just ask for one thing. Just ask for help, mercy, to respond to the call of God. The call into the spirit. The call of ascension. To make your soul, call your soul to ascend from mundane things, things that satisfy it not. That grace will come upon you. Mercy will come upon you. Strength will come upon your heart. Will possess you in this time to respond to the call of God, to the call of heaven, to respond to the heavenly call, to be faithful to the heavenly calling. Lema Kariela Masuria. Eli Kariela Mamao Kerima Suria and Devegano. Era Makariala Maori and Tosever and Ose and Oveheno. Efakayala Makori Elamose. Eri Kamazosi and Tama. Strength. Give me strength. Strength in my soul. Strength in my heart. Strength in me, Lord. Strength in me, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We have heard your word. We are hearing you. We believe your spirit will still speak in these lines. We pray that as your word arrives, this more clarity about your emphasis for our soul. At this time, I pray, Lord, that grace will rest upon us for the right response of our heart. Thank you. Thank you, as you have said, that the, the door of the Spirit is open to our soul. I ask that let every heart have the courage, have the wisdom, have the strength, and have the grace to, to learn how to stay in the Spirit and abide in the Spirit. And for, for when we are in the Spirit, well, your voice comes clear. It comes clean. You are able to deliver impressions upon our heart concerning your emphasis of the time. Thank you. As men who are weak this morning in one way, Lord, let there be a great infusion of strength. Strength for the spiritual. Thank you, our Father. We give all the praise to your name. In Jesus' name. You dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for